Broadcasting from the commodity capital of the world, Zurich, Switzerland, this is Insider's Guide to Energy. This edition of Insider's Guide to Energy is brought to you by Podectus. Go to www.podectus.com for more information. show, the podcast, Insider's Guide to Energy. Uh, today, we're fortunate to have Andy Cornell, the CEO of Advanced Biofuel Solutions. Andy, welcome to the show. Thanks very much, Chris. So I'm excited to have you. I, I'm excited to hear about what you've been doing. Um, I, I've read a little bit about some stuff you've done down in Swindon and, and what you're doing for natural gas and, and your green efforts. So maybe it would make sense for us to start by getting a little bit of background about what your organization's up to, where you're at in the process, and where you're at in the market. Yeah, sure. So, um, so I'm, I'm Chief Executive of Advanced Biofuel Solutions Limited. Um, our focus is on turning wastes and biomass residues into advanced fuels. Uh, so typically, we would take in you know, household trash. It would be pre-processed. And, and, our, and our, our kind of facility converts that into one of free fuels, really. So our, our focus is on producing either hydrogen, uh, natural gas, which we call bio-SNG, uh, or, or, or liquid fuels for kind of use in aviation. Uh, and where we're at at the moment is we are in the middle of building the kind of a demonstration plant in Swindon in the UK, uh, and that kind of replicates the whole of the process. So that, that takes in waste. It, it goes through a set of kind of processes where the waste is turned into a gas. That gas is then processed catalytically to turn it into natural gas, which is then injected into the grids, and then used for heating homes or, or also used in uh, natural gas trucks or, or buses. Um, the other kind of key part about our process, and a bit that's kind of unique around the whole biofuels sector, is we also capture the carbon dioxide that's kind of produced as a byproduct of our process, liquefy it, and, and then in this plant we sell it, uh, and in future plants, it could be injected into a sequestration network and, and then stored underground. And, and, and through that, the process generates negative carbon emissions. And those are really important for helping the world kind of reach its net zero targets. Um, and, you know, just I guess just looking a bit broader. So, so the objective of the plant in Swindon uh, is to prove out the process, give people confidence it works. Uh, and, and then that would lead to kind of follow on facilities uh, at, at a larger scale. And so, you know, our, our business plan at the moment is get the plant here working, which should hopefully be done by about March next year, and then build up hours on the clock. And then that will then lead to hopefully a follow-on project over the next 12 months or so, uh, and then further projects after that until, until we can have a, a widespread uh, scale-up of our technology, you know, around the world. So did you have trouble getting the biomass? You find partners in this in the early stage that wanted to sign up to to give you the the biomaterial you need to process? Well, so so the the, the process is designed uh, to take in what's called refuse derived fuel, uh, which is you know so so re- regular black bag waste that's been shredded, dried, ha- had recyclers removed, um, and in the UK at the moment uh, there's 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 overcapacity in that. 
Uh, there's around about 3 million tons of it that are being exported uh, to Europe for processing. Uh, and there's still you know, about at least 10 million tons a year of trash that's going into landfill. Um, you know, and it's recognised that landfilling has to stop and new homes have to be found for it. So, so there's, there's a lot of demand for technologies that can process uh, that waste into something useful. Um, you know, historically, that, that, that's gone into incineration in order to generate electricity. But as, as, as cheaper renewable electricity is becoming on the market, you know, wind, especially in the UK, offshore wind is producing really low-cost electricity. But those incineration technologies are becoming less attractive. And everybody's looking for kind of new things you can do with the waste. Now, do you use green energy to to uh, fuel the process? I guess I mean you need energy to make this transformation. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's, so it's 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 it's, it's self fueling. So so you know, it, it kind of just working through the process. So, so you know, so the, the, the feedstock arrives here. It, it goes into what's what's known as a gasifier, which is kind of a large steel tube where where the, the material's heated uh, and exposed to oxygen. And, and the oxygen partially burns the waste. So, so you, you kind of around about maybe 10% of the energy in the waste is released in that process. And, and that's what generates the energy for everything else. You know, so, 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 so broadly, if you kind of take a step back, uh, about 60% of the energy in the waste ends up in the final fuel. So, so the, the gas we inject into the grid has 60% of the energy. The other 40% is used in, in, in the process in order to drive the energy. So, so we're not really using any external energy in the process of the waste as it, as, it, as it enters the process. That's pretty exciting. How, how, how much do you pump? I mean, this, this plant is more of a demonstration type plant, I understand it, right? More for a licensing yeah. model that you, you hope to roll out globally or is this through the UK? What, what, what are the, the plans to do with the technology? Yeah, yeah. So, 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 the, so, so the technology has been being developed for about the last 10 years or so. Um, and, you know, originally there was a pilot plant that was processing 100 kilograms an hour of, of feedstock. And, and we tried from that to persuade people to, to invest in what we consider commercial plants, which are more like 10 tons an hour of feedstock. And, and, and no one was willing to take that, that, that leap. Um, so the, the project in Swindon came about to build an intermediate scale plant uh, that's processing a ton an hour waste. So 10 times the scale of the pilot plant about a tenth of the scale of, of where we see commercial plants being, but something that could operate on a full-time basis, really replicate the whole of the technology to build enough confidence that people would be willing to make the, the, the $100 million investment in, 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 in what we consider the full-scale plants. So, so it's kind of an intermediate step in the road. And, and the Swindon plant, um, you know, the, the cost of that was £30 million odds. Um, it, it's going to generate a profit. But, but it, it doesn't really give a commercial return on that investment. Um, in order to get to those commercial returns, you need to be larger again. And, and, and there's, it's a stepping stone in order to get to the larger plants. And, yeah, once it's built, our focus is going to be on, on licensing the technology out to others who, who want to build you know, large-scale plants making a variety of different products. Now, are there, what were some of the hurdles of getting this going? Was it regulatory hurdles? Was it just getting people to believe? What, what was the hardest part about kicking this project off? Yeah, so, so 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 we're in what's known as the Valley of Death, you know. So 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 the regulatory support's really good, government support's really good, financing is really challenging, you know. There's there's a lot of money that people want to put into the pilot plant scale development of, of engineering technologies, um, but then you reach this this point where you you need to get get a, get from the pilot to commercial, where you know there's there's a significant amount of capital required. 
um, compared to you know to get you to that next step. And that and that, that fundraising part was really hard. Uh, and, and you know you look at the sources of funds, so, so government, local authorities, and, and, and private, and a bit of interest of all clubbed together to make this happen. But it's been quite to, a to make Swindon happen. Yeah, it's 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 with the plant, yeah. To, to make the, the thirty million pounds or whatever happen. Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. The next the next level though you say is a four X multiplier, right? Is that what I heard you say? That it's scaling. I don't know if it's a linear scaling on cost, but production levels it was four X, I think what you said, yes. So 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 production levels is a it's a ten times scale up. Uh cost wise it's probably a four times scale up, you know. So you have a lot of economies of scale when you get bigger. And did, do the majors or anyone like this have an interest in using this as, you know, BP or someone like this or one of the other majors looking at this kind of technology or is it competing with them? Uh, so, no, you know, it's, it's, it's clearly in line with what all of the majors uh, are looking to achieve, um, you know, and, and particularly around hydrogen. So, 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 so the key or the most efficient output that we can produce using the technology is, is biohydrogen and that maximizes the, the the carbon dioxide you can capture from the process, and it also kind of maximizes the amount of fuel you can produce. And so, you know, and I think all the major companies now are looking at producing hydrogen. You know, some through electrolysis, from from renewable energy sources, some from natural gas, through reforming and carbon capture. And uh, you know, we we fit right in the middle of that in terms of in terms of kind of technology for delivering low cost hydrogen. Um, you know, and and. The challenge is really about uh, confidence in performance of the technology. That, you know, if, if 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 there were people with really deep pockets guaranteeing that you could build a plant that does what this plant does at a large scale, that there'd be no problem getting the financing and the, and the interest in doing it. It's just everybody's concerned about the risk, and that, and that's really you know what our whole business is about is about is about finding routes to allow those those majors to invest in large scale projects. And I'd have the belief and confidence they're going to deliver what they what we say they're going to deliver. Hmm. It seems so. Is there a, a government agency from a government that's interested in maybe taking that risk to 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 kind of seed the process for for private industry? Um, so uh, yes, yes, and no. You know, so so I think I think there there are two parts of UK government who are very interested in the technology. So you, you've got you've got the transports team who, who are really interested and focused on producing renewable aviation fuel uh, because that, that's a sector that's really hard to decarbonize and, and, and our, our technology delivers the best kind of route to getting to, to low carbon aviation fuel. Uh, and, then, and then you've got the, the, the kind of the, the parts of government that are interested in business decarbonization who, who want to find ways to be able to operate you know, steel and refineries on, on, on low carbon fuels. And, and, and both of them are, are, are putting policies in place in order to encourage that, that those moves to decarbonisation and incentivise our, our kind of technology. Um, I, I think their, their biggest concern is, is the similar kind of performance risk concern. So, so you know, governments are not experts in picking technologies that work, mm-hmm. uh, and, and you know they 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 know that. So, so, so it, it's about finding ways to give them the confidence in knowing that, that you know if they help and incentivise us. It's going to deliver at the end of the day. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. So, so I guess though, it, it, you know, I could see that as things, but you know, when the, when everything seems the, when everything seems too perfect, that you know, it can't be all true. So, what are some of the risks or challenges? What what are some of the downside of, of going this way? Right? I mean, it can't be one hundred percent a perfect solution, right? Yeah. So, so, so there, there's there's a kind of a, a wide scale answer to that question and a kind of small scale answer to that question. 
So the the big limit on the technology is the availability of feedstocks. Um, so e- even though you know compared to what we're doing in Swindon, there's a huge amount of supply of feedstocks in the UK. If if you took all the waste in the UK and put it into making fuels, you, you could maybe uh, meet about maybe a tenth of overall demand. You know, so all the waste in the UK, all the biomass you could produce in the UK, that that would produce ten percent of the UK's energy needs. So so it, it, it's not the whole solution, and, and that for some people is a bit of a downside because because you can see ways that using you know offshore wind to make electricity, you're a hundred percent the solution. Um, so and and then the second kind of thing, which is really goes down to what I was saying earlier, is there's a lot of people who've been trying to do this uh, and, and failing at the technology hurdle. It, it's not an easy technology, and, and that's driven by the fact that the feedstock you're taking in is very heterogeneous. You know, so the, the problem with waste is it could be pretty much anything. It, it's full of ash. It, it's full of kind of chlorine, sulfur, and other materials. And you need to have a process that's robust enough to deal with those kind of unknown materials robustly. And, 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 so and that's generate the waste then? Is, is there toxic waste that needs to be stored or treated after this process? So, so there's, there's no, there's no, it's not really a kind of question around a special or difficult kind of waste. It, it's just, you know, a, t- a typical chemi- chemical plant will say taking natural gas or taking coal and, or, or, or you know or, or crude oil and refine it and, and 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 you can specify that input fairly well the trouble with waste is you just don't really know what's in there and no, there are no guarantees about what's in there and mm-hmm. and that makes it very hard to actually design a process to deal with it and you kind of have to build something that can deal with all all, all the different ranges rather than just focusing on the one and that's that's the real technical challenge so how price sensitive is this solution? So let's say with demand being down or price being variable, is it more effective seasonally? Is it work in any market? What's the price sensitivity? So there, so there are the, the economics are driven by uh, two stroke free things. So so in, in, in a lot of markets, you get paid a gate fee for taking in the feedstock. You know, so there's a, there's a recognition that dealing with waste is challenging. And, and you get paid for it. So UK, US, most of Europe, there's a gate fee. And, you know, in a lot of other parts of the world, there isn't. So if you, if you go to the Far East or China at the moment, people expect their their, their, their waste to be dealt with for free. Um, you know, so, so there's the gate fee level to get paid for the waste. And then, and then there's the, the kind of the grey value of the fuel you produce. Um, you know, so, so making natural gas here is, is, is challenging because natural gas in the UK is, is, is a pretty cheap fuel. So, so we, we don't get a lot of revenue for that. There's more revenue if you're making hydrogen because, because that's a higher value product. And if you're making sustainable aviation fuel at the moment, that, that, that's, that's got a higher value as well. So that's your kind of second revenue stream. And, then, and then, then your third revenue stream is a recognition of the fact that you're producing something that's low carbon. And you know, that's either for a government incentive or for a carbon tax or, 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 or so on. And, and, and to make a plant economic, you kind of need all three. You know, so so you could have one that's really high, but in reality, what you need is you need, you need a gate fee coming in for the for, for the process of dealing with the waste. You, you need you need a grey value of the, of the of the fuel you're producing, which you want to choose the highest value fuel, and and you need something that recognises the the decarbonisation impact. And, and as I said at the beginning, there's a there's a double decarbonisation factor, or even a triple decarbonisation factor, because you're dealing with the waste, which has a carbon benefit. Uh, you're, you're producing a you know zero carbon fuel. 
which has a decarbonisation benefit. And then also you, you can capture the CO2 in the process, which has a, you know, a real massive negative emission impact. And, and if you've got a policy that recognises all of those, the economics stack up really well. That sounds pretty exciting. Um, any final thoughts that we want to share with folks that, that, that might help them if they're interested in finding out more or you know, see where this goes to track the project? Yeah, well, I'd, I'd, I'd recommend everyone to look at our website where we, we, we post uh, you know, regular updates on how the project's going on. So that's www.absl.tech. Uh, you know, the, the plant's just coming through commissioning at the moment, so all, almost on a weekly basis where we're you know, making progress and, and getting to the point where it operates. Uh, and you know, more widely, you know, if you look at the work of the Climate Change Committee and the UK government on their bioenergy strategies, they, they really uh, express the importance uh, of getting what's this bioenergy with carbon capture and storage in terms of, you know, the whole world's meeting their carbon, their carbon targets. You know, I'd recommend everyone to try and get an appreciation of that. So I guess the, the one final question I, I have is what's the, I mean, obviously any alternative energy could be an alternative. What, what's your competition like? What, you, you said others have tried to do this and failed. So what's the competitive landscape for this? So, so I, I think I think broadly there are three major competitors of what we're doing. So there's a, there's a Canadian company called Enerchem, uh, who, who uh, have been really successful in producing methanol from waste uh, in, in a project in Edmonton in Canada. Uh, and then there are two projects in development in the states at the moment. So there's uh, the Red Rock Biofuel project and the Fulcrum Bioenergy project, both of whom are trying to turn so trash in the US uh, in, into aviation fuels. So, so those projects are looking to get operational next year. Uh, you know, and, and, and the whole industry, you know, we, we need all of those projects to, to be successful to show the technology has got real kind of legs and the ability to deliver. So does it work in a small enough scale for an aviation company to have a smaller plant just for themselves? Or do you need to have this in scale to get the full return? So, so in, in any kind of technology like this, bigger is better. So, so the bigger you are, the, the better your economies of scale, the more efficient your plant, the, the, the lower the cost of the fuel you produce. Uh, but, but the big challenge around biofuels is you have to balance that against the cost of the difficulty of getting your feedstock. So, so you know, in the UK, you know, nobody wants the whole of the waste from the UK to come to one place to be processed. You, you want lots of kind of small facilities dotted around that are, are dealing with waste locally. And, and, and the trade-off of finding the right scale is is is, is a kind of real challenge, you know. And, and I think so. So there's that, that's I guess as the technology develops, that's going to be for the market to work out about whether best uh, compromise between those two competing demands is going to be. That's pretty cool. I, I really appreciate you taking us through the story today. It's 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 something I didn't know about, as you can tell by my questions. But it's been pretty exciting. Uh, I look forward to following up with you once you're uh, in commercial use and, and you've got your next round of funding and you're building a large plant. That sounds like an exciting time for you. Yeah, I look forward to talking to you again. We were successful. Thank you so much. Thank you for Thank your you. time today. Goodbye.